0: Beaves take the final two in the series down in LA to win the final weekend series of the conference play. And we welcome Ryan Harlan back on the pod. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Beaver Man Beat Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Beaver Man Beat episode. I believe 26, we're on now. And I also want to extend a welcome back to Ryan Harlan coming on the pod once again, this time talking about the kind of conclusion of the Pac 12 for the Beavers in baseball, Pac 12 play, and then where they're
1: standing heading into the postseason. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, it's one that's. It was a late invite. It was, it was just today after it. It was seeing <laughs> uh, kind of how the
0: weekend played out. And I, I noted last week in the pod about a couple of circumstances that would have to kind of fall away for the Beavers to be second in the conference. Going Wasn't I also
1: right on the split of the series? Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The one that really surprised me was the Washington sweep of Oregon. So now Washington is actually kind of rose up, and they are sitting in the two spot in the conference right now. And with their kind of situation going on there, they believe they have to sweep their final series. They are one of those teams that have lost a game. I think their Sunday game against Arizona State was rained out in Seattle. So they won't have a flat even 30 games. There'll be that one below. It's one, which makes things a bit more difficult. But I think that it'll be, it'll lead to a lot of fun scoreboard watching for the beaters this weekend
1: while they're back their non-conference game going on. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I'll be, be keeping an eye on that. Are you gonna be covering any of those games down there? Uh that's that's the plan. I don't know which games yet. Probably I wanna say maybe game one or game three for the final non conference slate. We're gonna we're gonna figure out all that stuff, so nice. We'll we'll see. So probably one of those one of those two most likely. You and I talked about it briefly a little bit before hopping on and recording, but it is kind of the hot button topic
0: around Oregon State Baseball today and past couple weeks is the pitching staff, Rich Dorman coming under quite a bit of fire online. And also Trent Sellers, there's some doubt in him starting to form amongst Beaver fans that he should be our Friday night guy. I guess, do you have any kind of thoughts or immediate knee jerk reactions seeing things like that?
1: I mean, Rich Dorman has been thrown under the bus every single time and loss with pitching is <laughs> yeah. yeah, the issue in the game. But I would say that like, you know, at this point you don't make any drastic changes. I think, yeah, like you were saying, you know, we're top 10 team in ERA, but like the, if they would have made the change from sellers being the Friday night starter probably week one or week two of the season, they're not going to make it now. Sellers has earned the role. I mean, he's going to keep, keep that role. Likely, the only thing I would see Dorman maybe doing and Canem doing is, you know, hey, telling Sellers, like, hey, you're going to go this amount of innings, and then we're going to bring Ben in probably earlier than we, you know, typically would on a Friday um, and let him pitch X amount of innings, you know. So I think it's going to be something like that. I think Ben's earned, you know, some more playing time but, uh, on the mound, but I think, I think it's going to be something like that. I don't think you get rid of Sellers now like it it just seems a little too like knee-jerk reaction to it and i think that's the thing we're just kind of step back calm down like these type of games are going to happen of course you don't want that to happen in the postseason but it's baseball at the end of the day and as long as you're winning games you know the name of the what matters yeah no
0: i'm i'm i totally agree with you i think sellers the last two starts have been rocky pitched really well against arizona state which is a top offensive team in the in the nation, in the conference for sure. So you take those two kind of tougher, bad starts, you can say, uh, but he does have that ability to also go out and be completely shut down. And it is if he has all of his pitches working, but that could be said for most pitchers, especially in the college ranks. Yeah. Do you foresee any changes this weekend? Maybe not so much as like who gets to the start, but later on, maybe Sunday game, just kind of toying with things, having guys go set amounts of innings,
1: almost using it as, like, bullpen deals for some of these guys with the non-conference games. I think so. I feel like that's, that's what's probably going to happen. I know Canem did that the first home series. Yep. Against Coppin State. So I think it's going to be probably something very similar. But, like, I feel like he'll probably do it, you know, at a point in the game where it's like, okay, if we are, so, you know, a lot, you know, yeah. I can feel comfortable putting guys in. But I feel like, the, these next four games are going to be kind of critical down the stretch for seeding. So I feel like he'll probably do it when, you know, not when the teams out of reach to the Beavers, but you know, for the right. for opponents, he's probably going to do it.
0: Is there an arm that hasn't been utilized maybe to its fullest Do you expect to
1: now maybe start to get more run, whether that's uh, Nelson Keljo or... I think it's Nelson Keljo. Yeah. Um, he's looked good. Like, I know... uh um, looked really good, Isn't yes. it yeah, when he came in the fourth, three pitches to, you yeah. know, to, <laughs> to end it. I was like, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. That was a perfect call. I can't, you know. Yeah, that was that was great. Like, so I expect Kettle Joe to probably get some more free reign. I'm that cause I was a little bit bummed. I had him before the season. I'm taking
0: a big jump. Be at a huge park, playing a huge role in this uh, pitchy staff. Hasn't quite come to fruition yet, just with some of the arms and experience they've got with him being a freshman. Yeah. Uh, he's one of three lefties that they've got on staff, so they're going to need to utilize at least one, hopefully two, if not all three of them here down the stretch, as you look to kind of play to those matchups and things of that sort, of like they did uh, yesterday in that, in that specific at
1: bat where we struck that guy out. Oh yeah, definitely. I think you know getting that experience is going to be beneficial for him, uh, even heading into next year too. Get, getting, just getting us just <laughs> getting in the used to that competition. That that's really all that matters. Like he's he's had some limited roles, but, you know, get him a little more. Taking a jump in
0: and maybe earning or working into a starter role next season. I mean, he's got the stuff for it. It's just going to be a little bit more now if you can kind of stretch him out pitch count-wise and and make him a little bit more efficient maybe to kind of tidy up some of those things. We've seen with sellers where walks and things really hurt him. And then he also lives by the strikeout, so walks and strikeouts, your pitch count rises, which is never the
1: best combination for a Friday night starter putting on a straight and pull early on in the weekend I I know for sure but I feel like that's the philosophy though from Dorman is to fill up that strike zone Yep. which you know it's I I like it but sometimes like you know like you said it can be a detriment and it's just like hey yeah I don't want to hang a fastball right over the middle of the plate but right, you know you want to try to attack hitters and not just kind of give them you know Give them a free walk to it's the live, first base. It was like a die by kind of thing. Yeah.
0: You see, when they run into a team that just has one hot night, Utah, they put up 13 runs on that Friday night game. Same deal. They had a couple against that last game against Arizona. They put a bunch up on the scoreboard. So, you know, that's, I like the philosophy too. You don't have to try and fine tune everything and paint corners. I put the ball in play. The Beavers lead the Pac 12 in fielding and defense. So, why not
1: put it out there and make yeah. the ball in play, make something happen? Ben, I mean like I said yeah like exactly like I I mean I know for us we can sit here and usually you know kind of critique that right but then again we're not the coaching staff we don't exactly. know you know what they're what they're seeing in the game you know right from time to time. so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a 50 50 there when you think about it so I wanted to ask I don't know how familiar you are with RPI and and how that operates a little bit a little bit like I kind of was reading about it yesterday during the during the football score. Yeah, <laughs> we had it. the same stuff, and you see a lot of it happen more in a midweek game
0: where a high seed conference, especially this time of the year, will cancel a game against a really mm-hmm. low RPI seeded team because even winning those games can still drop your RPI. There's no shot Oregon State does that this weekend with ticket sales and things of that sort, but you gotta wonder. Do you think it's crossed their mind a little bit?
1: Probably, I would say, but I feel like they want to play out that final stretch. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're they're, they're kind of like, hey, you know, we we need every every game that we can get. Yeah. And then uh, of headed into the postseason, headed into Pack 12 with seeding still up for grabs. I think, if I remember correctly, they're like projected to be a third or fourth seed somewhere around there. Or right now. Yeah. Yeah, for the Pac-12 tournament, at least right now. I know they're in, but I know is still up for grabs as of least Where they're sitting,
0: uh they the least clinched top four. Yeah. Two, three, two three, or four will be where they fall. Arizona State and Oregon, both base sweep and only end up at seventeen wins. So it's gonna be the USC Washington series. Really, I think they're I don't they're like each other, I don't think. So that would be ideal in a perfect world, but um, I'll see who those two are playing this weekend. I think those are going to be the games that Beaver fans really going to have to watch. Because like I said, I think Washington needs to sweep to stay in the two slot. And then USC would also need to sweep to jump the beaters in the three spot. So Cal is playing at Washington and USC is playing at Arizona. So I think both series, those teams should win. I mean, Cal's been playing good ball as of late. They swept UCLA. Don't exactly know what they did over the past weekend, but they're... They're playing wild well. time like clicking for them. It's also kind of crunch time for them. They're playing to play in Scottsdale. They are still on the outside in to get a chance to go to the tournament. So these teams, Arizona, same boat. They've got something to play for. They're not just going to kind of roll over and let Washington or USC going to take the three games for seeding purposes. But being in that top
1: three is huge to get an extra day off.
0: They're heading into those pool play tournaments.
1: Oh, yeah. Agreed. And then. I think it's going to be – yeah, it's going to come down to the wire in the final week of the season. Always makes it exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen the formatting for the Pac-12 tournament? The new formatting? Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of, I saw it a while ago. I just – off the I, top I, of my head, I don't remember. It did it's better – oh, it is better. It is better than last year, that's for sure. It's way better than last year. Um, but so your top three – you just get three pools – and
0: then your 1-seed, your 2-seed, your 3-seed are all separated. The 1-seed gets, I think, the 6 and the 9-seed. The 2-seed gets the 5 and the 8. And then the 3-seed the 4 and the 7. And then it's round-robin between those three teams. Winners of those pools jump out. And then there's a wild-card team that gets, uh, like, the next highest record. And then by that, it's seeding. Then you got four that play in a single elimination tournament the rest of the way out. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, super unique. And... Creative on the Pac 12's part to kind of create something where you're only playing maximum of five games if you win the tournament and four games if you get out of that full play. So, uh, definitely better than last year. But the one thing I will say last year is uh,
1: as no 10 30, no 10 30 no start times. See, for you, that's probably hell because you have to, you know, maybe be on the clock and. It, People. Oh, yeah. No, especially, too, having to post out a score, it's like, I'm like, okay, when is this game going to start? I need a time. And be like, alright. And then, I remember, I think it was Oregon, I think maybe Oregon State and Cal, yeah, mm-hmm. last year, where it was, like, super late in the evening. It started till like, And it. I finally got, yeah, and then I finally got the start time, and I was like, uh, I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> staring depending the stand. I stopped themselves until until very late in the morning that that was my immediate reaction so i was just like i just post the score later Dude, that's something i was excited for because i was getting off i was probably closing
0: at work at like nine o'clock and going home and never had i been able to close go home and turn on a beaver game that had not started yet normally i was getting home and catching the bottom of the ninth or something uh so i was it was a whole day for me i was ready to go and when i saw it i was able to get home
1: put the feet up and watch the whole beaver so I love it. I understand, I, under, I understand the excitement for that, but like yeah, on the reporting side of things, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, but it's not fun. Like I've had, like I've had nine 30, o'clock start times for games, like, um, like for Oops. basketball for games, he says that every once in a while. Yeah. Did not like that. I stayed up until three in the morning. Gee. The next day I went to my 10 AM class. And I was suffering. Yeah. I was suffering. I was suffering. I never, never again. Like I, I, I told my editor, I was like, never again. Somebody else can take that start time if they want it. I'm not taking it. <laughs> now let me, let me know. I'll
0: take the, I'll take the late night woods from you. I'll hop in a all old guest appearance. But, uh, so, I mean, right now, as it stands, looking at their standings, if the Beavers stay in the three seed, they would be matched up with USC in their pool. And also UCLA. Um, so probably one of the tougher pools to be in I think you would rather play in that two seed than you would have as it stands today Arizona State and Washington State which is a, a much more favorable duo uh, at least there probably would be Washington State which is funny to say considering it, he's got swept uh, or no they just dropped a series they took the Friday night game yeah um and But uh, with that one, even if you do win that Wazoo game, drop the other game, you still would have basically the highest seeding of anybody else. I don't imagine Stanford drops any games in their regional or their little regional, I suppose, they will play. Um, so I think that getting that two seed would be huge for Oregon State to advance and move on further in the Pac-12 tournament.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think three seed's still manageable. Right. You know, knowing... knowing on the record against USC and UCLA, especially over the, week, over the weekend. Uh, but like, it's gonna be yeah. I, I think I think ideally, probably gonna be in that two spot. You know, the sunset three is out of the question. Like, oh, it's, it, I think they could. I think they could. You know, make it work. It's. I think they'd probably rather be in that two spot. And then we
0: we gotta talk about uh, hosting and whether or not we think the bees are still able to clinch that final spot. The I think they got to, they got they got a win out. I think they have mm-hmm. got a win out, and I think you need a little help from your friends somewhere yeah. or country. Um, not sure exactly who yet, but UConn is making a late push to host. I was looking at their schedule the other excuse me the other day, and they've won like eleven straight. So they're making a huge run to bring regional baseball to stores, Connecticut. But I think for the Beaver, I mean, they've got the ranking. The ranking's there. D one baseball released there rankings for this week just this morning and they've got the beavers lined at number 10 uh so they're definitely within that top 16 rankings wise rpi is going to be the biggest thing as to the ncaa will look at and things of that sort i guess my kind of question for you is do you think that the ncaa having experience putting their regional in Corvallis, having probably all of their media outlets and things all set up and ready from years past just last year Gibbs Corvallis is an advantage over a place like Stores, Connecticut, or someplace that has never
1: really hosted a regional tournament before? I f- think there's a little bit in that. I don't think it plays too much of a factor, but I feel like it's, you know, maybe a, a potential decision by the NCAA. Probably they take that into consideration, but I also thought of um, uh, whether... Because I feel like ESPN is definitely going to want at
0: least two hosting sites on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, so you I feel like... Stanford, for sure, it'll be yeah. Stanford. Alabama' the Coast. Then you look at the. I'm just looking at the RPI. The next team on the West Coast is Oregon State. Uh, closest outside of that would be Dallas Baptist. I mean, there's nothing else in the Pacific Standard Time Zone besides Stanford. Um, and then after Oregon State, it's Washington. We just made a huge jump after a road sweep
1: of uh, Oregon. So that that sweep was wonderful that's what it was yes yeah, not great for standings and all that stuff but it was well yeah that was it
0: it was a very conflicting day what yesterday Where well, i had <laughs> that was the game that was on Pac-12 oregon so that was the one that i was able to pull up on the tv while well, on my screens i had uh, the oregon state game and it was like jeez what do i pull for here i mean don't get me all i'm not a fan of either schools yeah. washington or oregon but uh it's like man, potting to win would really dump oregon down that the oregon win would. uh the bees a little bit, but Oregon, forget going to Eugene, any regionals, ESPN, NCAA. You won't be going to Eugene. You can cross that list. They draw, I believe, draw out the rankings after half that. They, yeah, that was, a, uh, I mean, kind of unforeseen. I expected them to take that series. I expected them to kind of come out and play with their tails on fire, knowing that they were still kind of on that same bubble to host and bubble to get a, a day off in the Pac-12 tournament. Now they'll have neither of those. Uh, so things really couldn't have gone worse for Oregon there. And I think. I feel like their starter, that Jay Stobel
1: kid, I don't think he pitched on Friday night. No, Jay Stoffel hasn't played. Because uh, I follow uh, some of uh, KZI and KVAL uh, you know, reporters. Jay Stoffel hasn't played in forever. I don't think. think. Yeah. He hasn't played in a while. Do we know a while? I'm not in... I. Think injury, but they have they haven't said they haven't said. Huh. And then one of their other starters wasn't playing too. Uh, that series, that Washington series, in addition to Stillfall. Cool. Yeah, I the, know name, sure. the name of that starter is not coming to me right now. Yeah, Joseph but um, watching what Stillfall did to the Beavers, uh, Isaac Aon. That's that's who that's who also wasn't playing. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, kind of perplexing what's going on down there.
1: In, yeah. But uh, yeah, we kind of wheeled off the bus for the Ducks down there. Yeah, the Sofa one was pretty interesting because he was playing pretty well, too. And really I know he had. Picture of the week, like every week. Yeah. Just... And he he had a. I think it was in Stanford, maybe, or Washington State. They had a really great game. And then, like, you kind of heard nothing. After yeah, that. I think he went seven shutout against Stanford. Yeah. And that that's like that's that's really weird that you you're not hearing anything from them, right? Um, So I'm not entirely sure as to why. Uh, So like even the even even people that cover uh, ducks baseball are 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 surprised by that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So now that'll be obviously trickier for
0: them. They've slid in the Pac-12 standings. They're now um, hanging out in the five spot. I'm sorry, the six spot, but they're just to take above 500, 14 and 13 in conference play. And they're going to Utah this weekend. So I think that's a sneaky series, that the youth might be able to pull out there the end their season. They won their last home series against Washington State. And now they'll bring in a, a dinged up Oregon team that I think they could steal in from. Trying to look into that Pac 12 conference. I think you got to win out of your pool, get out of your pool yeah maybe get to the championship game if you could do that, you're gonna host. If you win it, you're certainly hosting um and I think this kind of a, a take I think if you win that tournament, I think you're a top eight. I think you're a national eight seed and I think you could potentially host a super at as well. but I think that I think that is a total win all the way out. I think that you have to tomorrow night against Portland at home, you had to win all three against western Carolina beat whoever the two in your pool are and then winch. So what's that? Eight in a row? Got a rattle off, which add on the two from this weekend. Ten in a row to end the year, and uh, and I think you can host the
1: Super. A lot of dominoes need to fall ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it would be nice. It's like, yeah, a lot of things are going to have to go the way the Bees in order to do that. Hopefully, hopefully, if that does happen, that's best case scenario. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we pull it through. <laughs> hopefully we pull it through. And I'm just, and I'm there just
0: there a for of myself. There's open the looking at the the regionals and where things would probably go. Looking at the RPI on these teams, like we noted, only one of these teams is on the West Coast, and the other one the next closest is in Texas. Uh, so if you're not a top eight, and that one seat on your other end does win their regional, you're traveling across the country to go play wherever you're going to play. And I've just got a gut feeling that, that NCAA is going to put them with. Some SEC school that they've got history with, whether that's LSU or
1: Vanderbilt or Arkansas. If it comes to it, oh, if it comes to Arkansas, Oregon State, Twitter, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be so
0: toxic. <laughs> those, three, those three games, if the Beavers have to go to a Super Regional in Fayetteville, will be some of the most incredible television that college baseball yeah. outside of, of the Final Eight in, uh, in Omaha has produced um that'll be i mean that's makes a push for the espn to put it on abc i would say i obviously that won't happen um but i think the nba finals will be going on at the same time so that'd be a <laughs> a big thing yeah. to drop abc but um uh, what
1: a storyline that that would be i know kind of writers are going over time if they if they make that happen yeah. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a rerun of
0: of omaha just because of the fans were so it was 95% Arkansas fans and they're down there so I don't think things can change too much from the environment that it once was now when they were down in uh, in Omaha in Balm north as they call it I believe that probably is the least ideal of the super regional sites to go to I think looking at it right now Indiana State if they can catch an Indiana State opponent uh, in their regional draw that is one that you want good team don't get me wrong they're up here for a reason uh, a team with just with seemingly no experience in a postseason, no experience uh, in games like this. Whereas a lot of this Beaver roster returning from last year, granted that they're young, whether that be a sophomore or a red junior or something of the sort, they've played they they've played every game you can besides going to, to Omaha. They've played yeah regional and they've played a 3 full series of three. Uh, in the Supers and they just came up that one game short from making a return trip to Omaha. So a lot of experience
1: I was there a, I, was, I was there for that game. And that uh, uh, game still stings to to remember that. I was at lead game
0: one where the uh, Arkansas and uh, not Arkansas Auburn Deshera hit a home run in the first. Yeah. And then Beavs came back out. Forster hit a huge home run in the bottom half tied it up. And then the fans got all over the pitcher, and it was the best. I was, uh, I got like the reclaim tickets. I got the Auburn fans that didn't claim their tickets when they got, uh, kind of reloaded it a couple hours before first pitch. That's when I was able to get mine. So I was up with uh, the families. I was sitting with Mitch Verber's family up in the, the top deck there, and that was that place was electric when the bullpen had to trot out for because they didn't have anybody in their bullpen. So when their first inning starter started to get touched up a little bit and they had to send, you know, two catchers and three pitchers out there or whatever, that place erupted and, and kind of taunted those guys all the way out to the bullpen. They had to make the lonely, what, 350 foot trot all the way out to the bullpen out there. Uh, so that was an awesome, awesome experience there. Unfortunately, they couldn't pull that one out uh, in the end. They dropped that
1: one. But uh, yeah, Goss in the postseason, there's nothing like it. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I ran. You remind me. I ran into Sonny after uh, after Game Three. I mean, the salt was in the wound a little bit after that loss, but you know, I thought, it was like, "Hey, great performance you know, out there! Hit that home run, basically, that kind of you know, sealed the deal for 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 the Tigers to to win." And uh, you know, I was talking to him like. You know, hey, yo, go in the going the entire thing like that's you know it was like hey like I I could I could be really salty about it or I could take the high road and yeah, you right. know be like let it, like you play game good. you know you be
0: the villain or in the regional when they had to do the take care of Vanderbilt Spencer Jones it was mm-hmm. gonna be one of those two we're gonna be the villain Spencer Jones I think had like four home runs in that regional and we put on a show so I was glad that the Beavers were able to get rid of him and get past him but okay. Well, um. Wrapping things up here. I'm Not going to look too far into the Western Carolina series just because it is the non-conference. Kind of, I mean, it hurt. It helps for RPI sense, but it's going to be a tricky weekend because those wins will move you maybe marginally up, uh, but a loss is going to drop you quite a bit down. Uh, so I think Warren Nolan, his RPI calculator, however he does it, he's kind of like my uh, my Ken Palm. He's got the Beavers predicted at finishing at forty in RPI. They're currently at twenty-seven, and I that he does have them all still predicted to win their last four. That's just a case of, of Western Carolina not yeah. being a very tough opponent. That uh, one little slip up there, and
1: you're going to kind of fall out, which is a bummer for the Beavers. I feel like they're not going to. I feel like they will focus up there, but yeah, like I think it's it could be easy for them to overlook, uh, you know, Western Carolina. You know, it could be possible, but I feel like, yeah. you know, they're like, hey, they're probably gonna be thinking this week, hey, every game matters, and we need to be focused. Dan, I'll leave it. Um, if you finish with 40
0: wins in a season, in your season, they finish 40 and 15. Uh, there's no way this team doesn't post, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, turning.
0: Yeah, if, if you have a team win 40 games and you don't let them post their regional, I don't. Not not
1: my NCAA. But, oh, yeah no, I, I have, I have all kinds of things. I'll lag. last an uh, entire podcast episode of the NCAA. Yeah, that's what As soon as this media deal gets figured out, and maybe in the off season, um, I have two very uh, the media uh, deal is going to be the death of me. Like I've been covering it since, since basically a year. Yeah, and it's going to be the death of me. I, I have to <laughs> turn away from it's be the death of me. me. It drives
0: me absolutely nuts. So when that releases, yeah. I will have a very long winded podcast and then also there will be a day where we cover Larry Scott on here. Uh, I just need to work up the tolerance to not just blow my top and ramble incoherently for fifty minutes to an hour about that whole situation. So it will come probably in the off season when there's no, no live beater sports to talk about. But I will leave it with that, just a bit of a teaser for that for now. Maybe we'll work on a handful and make it like an e60 operation. Uh, do a whole, whole docuseries on it. But all right, thank you a ton. Yeah, again, taking your time out of your morning. Um, I appreciate no problem, it. Man. I hope Beaver Nation appreciates that. I know they do. You do good work over there. Um, and, and we'll catch up soon and, and talk a little bit about where the, this team's headed, maybe after this weekend as we see a full, clear picture of what the postseason picture looks like. Oh, all yeah, right, definitely. All right, wanted to give another big thank you to ryan for coming back onto the podcast with me got another guest coming up two weeks from now that i'm gonna be very excited to have on and i think you guys will enjoy it as well it'll be his first time on the podcast uh, but not his first time dealing with college baseball so keep your eyes peeled for that thursday's episode we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the series and what we saw and what that kind of gives us to look out for maybe before that Western Carolina final touch-up weekend series and uh, take one final peek at uh, the pack full of standings and see where teams might fall come time for Scottsdale. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This was episode 26 of the Beaver Man Beat Podcast. Please continue to share with your friends and family and other Beaver fans, and I will talk to you guys later. Go Beavs!